Our scripture this morning that comes to us through the Revised Common Lectionary is Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. Hear the word of God. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you, falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. By your grace and through your mercy, we pray, O Lord, that you will allow these words to come to point to the word just read and to the word made flesh in Jesus the Christ. For we pray this in his name. Amen. Years and years ago, I remember reading an article in the newspaper about a professional golfer named Paul Goidos. Paul Goidos has won a few PGA tournaments, both on the regular tour and on the Champions Tour, or what used to be called the Senior Tour. I watched enough golf in my day to know back then that his name and his, what his name was and what his general place was on the leaderboard of professionals. I, I knew as much about him as what appeared to me in that little box called the television. Paul Goidos, professional golfer, lucky him, Incredible athletic talent, bringing home sometimes six, sometimes seven figures. Boy, wouldn't it be great to be like him. But then I read this article that told of how the man in the box had a life, and the life was pretty complicated. The article was written at the time when Paul Goidos was trying his best to hold his life together while it seemed to be falling apart. His wife and the mother to their two teenage daughters suffered from debilitating migraine headaches. The headaches led her to prescription pain medication to which she had grown accustomed and then addicted. The addiction overcame her and she died from an overdose. Now, a single father whose career meant that he had to be on the road every week, Mr. Gordos had to hold his family together, raising two teenage daughters through their grief and through the treacherous years of adolescence. And yet here he was in the box, trying to sink an eight-foot putt or land his drive on the 17th hole at Sawgrass. In the article, Mr. Gordos drew up an analogy between golf and life. Said he, golf is a series of mistakes you try to overcome. A pretty good description of my golf game. <laughs> but also a pretty good analysis of life, I suppose. Life 
is a series of mistakes you try to overcome. Life is complicated. Life never quite fit into the box, not the box inside our entertainment centers, nor the box that we are inclined to draw around the people we see. Oh, there's Jennifer, boy, she's got it made. Uh, there's Tony, boy, he never quite seemed to get his act together. Oh, there's John and Lynn, boy, they seem to have the perfect family. There, there's Christine, the life of the party. There's Larry, Mr. Socially Awkward. But life and people are never that simple. I think of the story told about Albert Schweitzer, the great missionary to Africa and winner of the Nobel Peace Prize. Someone had come across a picture of him that, let, that had him looking out over the African landscape with his hand over his eyes, sun shining in his face. A visitor noticing the picture asked Schweitzer what was going through his mind in the moment. Were you surveying the African plain around you and wondering what next could be done? The visitor asked. No, Schweitzer said, the truth is, it had been a really bad day. No one was willing to do what needed to be done. And I was saying to anyone who was willing to listen, I've had it up to here with these people. <laughs> Life is complicated. Life bleeds past the boundaries of our Instagram. Eric Liddell, one of the fastest human beings on the planet in 1924, subject of the Oscar-winning movie Chariots of Fire, was picked to represent the British crown in the 1924 Olympics. But when he learned that the qualifying event for the 100 meters was to be held on a Sunday, Mr. Liddell took himself out of the race because of his allegiance to God and the commandment to honor the Sabbath. Despite the pressures of the crown, he held fast and was moved to another event in which he, as it turned out, won the gold. That's the Hollywood part of the story, the part that fits on the screen. The part outside the box included his return to the mission field in China, which resulted in his imprisonment during World War II, which brought about his efforts to minister to his fellow prisoners, which brought about his subsequent nervous breakdown from exhaustion and early death. Life is complicated which may help to explain the aphorisms with which Jesus chooses to begin his Sermon on the Mount, these nine maxims that tradition has called the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted. Blessed, blessed, blessed. The, the Beatitudes have proven to be quite a puzzlement to serious students of the Bible. Jesus cast, it seems, this, this net of blessedness, it appears, on all the conditions of life. Those who mourn, those who are broken in spirit, those who hunger for justice, those who are persecuted for doing what is right, those who have the grace with which to be merciful and forgiving, those who are strong enough to work for peace. It all seems to fall under this umbrella of blessedness. But life doesn't always feel blessed, does it? Life is complicated. Life isn't always fair. Life can be bitterly disappointing. And yet Jesus says that somehow, some way, there is some blessedness in all of it. And he begins by saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven, which makes us wonder, perhaps, 
that it is in the kingdom of heaven, this invisible reality that Jesus surrounds and fills us with. The, the kingdom of heaven is this state of mind and heart that opens our eyes to the common experience of humanity, that we are all going through this complicated life where nothing seems to be a bed of roses, where monsters hide in closets, where life can change on a dime, where bad things happen to good people, and we enter the kingdom of heaven when the eyes of our hearts and minds are open to see one another, when we are given the grace to see the person down the pew outside the box which we or others have drawn for them. Every human being is a complicated mishmash of good and bad, hurt and joy, appearances and secrets. And we all stand desperately in need of the grace of God. Scottish preacher James Stewart, one of the great preachers of the 20th century in his sermon, The Gates of Life, said this, I think as one grows older, one learns to look at humanity with new eyes of wonder and reverence, for countless are the hidden heroisms of every day. Doubtless, he continues, a cynic looking at human nature will see only drabness and mediocrity and commonplaceness and irritating stupidity. But the man who sees only that, though he be the cleverest wit imaginable, is proclaiming himself blind and a fool. He's missing everything. He is missing the shining gallantry and fortitude which are everywhere in action. You cannot go through this world with your eyes open and with some degree of sympathy in your soul without realizing sooner or later that one of the crowning glories of the world, a thing that might well make the morning stars sing together and the sons of God shout for joy, is the sheer valor with which multitudes of men and women quite unknown to fame, are carrying themselves in the face of difficulties calculated to break their hearts. One of the crowning glories of the world is the sheer valor with which multitudes of men and women, quite unknown to fame, are carrying themselves in the face of difficulties calculated to break their hearts. Jesus, in his Beatitudes, ties together the grieving, the poor in spirit, the merciful, the peacemakers, the meek, the persecuted, the pure in heart, ties it all together and says that we are the sacred community of God's children and we are imperfect and we are stupid and we are brilliant and we are heroes and we sometimes let others down and we are overwhelmed, but by the grace of God, we keep trying for such is the kingdom of heaven for life is a series of mistakes we try to overcome. One of the greatest sermons I've ever pre heard preached was at the National Prayer Breakfast in Washington, D.C. in 1995. Just following the midterm elections, the partisan air was thick in the room. Every representative and senator were present. No politician wants to be against prayer. President Clinton and Vice President Gore sat at the head table right next to Billy Graham. The speaker was Andrew Young, former ambassador to the UN, to the UN and former mayor of Atlanta. And to that highly partisan crowd, he spoke of how the one thing they held in common was their suffering. 
He went on to speak of how he had just lost his wife to cancer that year and how there were days that he didn't think he could go on and yet how grateful he was that no matter what the party, no matter what the ideology, people from right and left, north and south came to him in his suffering and shared with them their own suffering, their own times of grief and their own belief that the savior they believed in was suffering with them. It was their suffering they held in common. One of the great prophets of Israel, the prophet Elijah, actually gets very little airtime in the Old Testament. Elijah's story is a brief one and yet a complicated one. Called by God and shown God's miraculous powers, Elijah is moved to take on the heretical prophets of the local God and, and his courageous standoff on behalf of the God of Israel. Elijah proves the mightiness of God but in doing so becomes public enemy number one and finds himself running for his life until he finally falls exhausted and his prayer to God, the seeming hero of the faith, is a prayer of giving up. I can't go on, take my life. And in that moment when all had seemed to let him down, scripture says that an angel appeared with bread and water and feeds him Take and eat, the angel says, or else the journey will be too far for you. And Elijah becomes one of the blessed ones. For sometimes, oftentimes, it is in our deepest and most complicated humanity that God appears with God's grace and says, take and eat, or else the journey will be too far for you. So we have ended another year together at Church of the Palms, this community of uh, complicated people doing our best to minister to each other and to the hurts of the world. Sometimes we get it right, sometimes we get it wrong, sometimes it's a little bit of both, sometimes it's mistakes we try to overcome. Sometimes we can only see what's inside the box. Sometimes by grace we see through the fog the kingdom of heaven in the people near and far, carrying those burdens calculated to break their hearts. No easy answers, endless compounding questions, successes and failures, such as our humanity. Each of us in need of angels, or else the journey will be too far. For this is the complicated and the blessed life.